Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Your host is Michelle Beck. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, thrivers, their friends, and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Michelle Beck. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Michelle Beck. I'm a two-time nine-year breast cancer survivor, and I'm the patient programs assistant at Breast Friends. And when I have time, I write at a blog called I Never Liked Pink. Today is a very special episode, and I brought in a few friends to help me as we will be honoring Becky Olson, one of the co-founders of Breast Friends, who passed on April 24th. Joining us today is Sharon Hennepin, the co-founder of Breast Friends with Becky Olson back in 2000, and Allison Hancock, our current executive director of Breast Friends. Welcome, Sharon. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and, and who you are? Well, I'm happy to do that. Uh, it's kind of fun to be back on the radio. I did this for like three years with Becky and uh, uh, since I've retired and I am living in an RV and traveling all around the United States, enjoying um, kind of a different lifestyle, that's for sure. <laughs> that sounds fabulous. Those are definitely life goals for me later on. So, I, <laughs> Well, I, don't I, wait too long. That's, I I think that's the trick, you know, because that's what I've heard from so many people. Oh, I wish I had done that, you know, and unfortunately our health sometimes gets away from us or, you know, just the years and um, you're, we always have an excuse. So if it really is important, um, I, I would definitely say do it. <laughs> I love that. That's definitely a good sentiment for today. And Alex, Allison, thank you for joining us as well. Thank you for having me. I'm Allison Hancock. I'm a 16-year breast cancer survivor and currently the ex executive director of Breast Friends. And I'm uh, honored to be here to um, to honor Becky, to honor Becky and her um, legacy of, at Breast Friends. Well, thank you. I I appreciate being here. Appreciate both of you being here today. It's um, I have my Kleenex ready because today we are honoring Becky Olson, um, the multifaceted woman that she was, and we know her legacy will live on. And we're going to talk a little bit today about, about her and just her passion for life. And then we're going to talk a little bit about grief because Sharon is also a life coach. And we're going to wrap it up later on with Breast Friends and how an organization moves forward when it loses one of its own, but still honoring the legacy of someone like Becky. Um, to begin with, I am going to read a in memoriam written by Bill, Becky's husband and her children. So here we go. Becky Olson, December 3rd, 1952 through April 24th, 2021. God is the creator of life and he will decide when it is time to go home. Never lose hope. These are the words written by our beloved Becky M. Olson in her book, The Hat That Saved My Life, published in 2004, following her second breast cancer diagnosis. Surrounded by family and in the comfort of her home in Florence, Oregon, God greeted her shortly after 2 a.m. on April 24, 2021, at the age of 68. Becky was a five-time breast cancer survivor who never lost hope and fought her cancer battle with an awe-inspiring balance of grace and ferocity. Looking back on my life, there is one word that best describes me, fighter, Becky wrote, 
and fight she did for 25 years to the day of her initial cancer diagnosis. A devoted wife, mother of five children, daughter, sister, friend, mentor, motivational speaker, author, radio show host, and co-founder of Breast Friends. Becky has been a pillar in her family and community and has left a legacy that inspires thousands of others around the world to stay in the light and never lose sight of hope. Becky was born in Fairbanks, Alaska on December 3rd, 1952 to her parents, Mary Lawler and James Phillips. She grew up in Seattle, Washington, where she eventually started a career in the film industry and had two young children, Tanya and Joshua, from her first marriage. At 27 years old, she then met her husband, Bill. They started their life together in Oregon and had Elizabeth, Elijah, and Micah. Bill and Becky would be celebrating their 41st wedding anniversary on May 17, 2021. Her warmth, charm, and natural ability to connect with people made her a superstar sales rep, moving her way up the ranks selling Tupperware in Medford to a top advertising sales manager at Dex in Portland. She had once said that each bout of cancer offered her a lesson and an opportunity to pivot in her life. Each battle led to a positive change. After her first diagnosis, she finished her degree at Merrillhurst University and co-founded a nonprofit organization called Breast Friends. After the second diagnosis in 2004, she quit her sales job to focus full-time on the nonprofit and her career as a motivational speaker. Becky loved to travel, and over the years, she visited Italy, Spain, France, Greece, Iceland, and Israel, to name just a few. She road-tripped cross-country twice within the past few years with her husband. She loved spending time with her five grandchildren, Jenna, Michael, Joni, Kieran, and Sean, up and down the East Coast. If you've made it this far into this humble, humble attempt at honoring Becky's life, then you ought to also know that she was an amazing dancer and singer. She loved to sing and was often invited to perform at special events or friends' weddings. The last song Becky sang was on Wednesday, April 21st. Knowing that this song was in her heart just before her life in this body was to end tells us something remarkable about Becky. Despite her body being battle-scarred, despite the cancer in her brain slowly taking hold, she felt whole. She knew she was loved. As for her family and friends who grieve her, we were reminded by Chaplain Dow of Peace Health Hospice, the antidote to grief is gratitude. Becky's family has been overwhelmed with gratitude by the outpouring of support by the community throughout this challenging time. We encourage you to take a few moments to listen to this song and remember Becky. You make me feel like a natural woman written by Carol King and performed by Aretha Franklin. A celebration of life is being planned for Becky in July in Florence, Oregon to honor her and her dedication to provide hope to cancer survivors and their families. We encourage people to volunteer their time or to make a donation in her name to Breast Friends. Oh, wow, sorry, I need a second here. 
Oh, such a wonderful tribute. Um, Sharon, if you are, if you're ready after that, um, I would love to invite you back since you and Becky are the reason we are all here today. Can you tell us how you knew Becky and where the inspiration for Breast Friends came from? Absolutely. I'm happy to do that. Um, Becky and I knew each other um, back in Yellow Pages days. People nowadays don't even use Yellow Pages, but <laughs> we actually sold ads in those uh, Yellow Pages directories and traveled all over. And Becky and I were two of those salespeople for many years. And uh, I was diagnosed with my cancer, my breast cancer in um, September of 93, of 1993. And Becky and I were friends. We'd met like in 91, but, you know, we weren't real close. But again, part of, uh, of me being um, working for the company for so many years I had a lot of long-term and short-term disability, so I basically could be off and be paid, which was very, very nice. Um, but at the same time, my friends, my circle of friends, were there at the company, including Becky. And so what happens is you're kind of out of sight, out of mind. You're busy. You're you're gone. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I'm finding myself very lonely, very, I mean, it was a blessing to be able to be home and, you know, recover from chemo and surgeries and all those things. But I was very lonely and depressed uh, during that time. Mm -hmm. And so um, what happened was, Becky and probably some other people felt, oh, well, she's got family around, you know, she, she's probably fine. And again, life gets in the way. And so you don't necessarily pick up the phone as often as, as you feel like you should. So fast forward uh, a few more years and Becky was diagnosed in 96, in April of 96. And mm -hmm. I knew that would not do well with her because she's a very social person, even more so than me. And so I knew that would not be a, a good thing for her to be isolated like I felt. So I just did a few little things, you know, uh, with her permission to make sure that she got the um, attention, she got the card, she got the phone calls. I just kind of was allowing um, people that we worked with to know what was going on. And they reached out and it was wonderful. So again, fast forward a few more years. So it was um, August of 2000. And unfortunately, she had another scare. And as you all know, if you've gone through any sort of diagnosis like that, that's your worst fear is mm -hmm. to have it come back. Yep. And so I went to the doctors with her. Luckily, they were able to just take um, this little fatty tissue out and check it out to make sure it was not cancer. And thank goodness that one was not cancer. But because of that, we sat and had lunch that day while we were waiting for the results. And we decided what you know, there are so many things that are really missing in this breast cancer world. And she always felt guilty about not knowing that she needed to really step up and, you know, call me proactively rather than wait for me to call. 
And uh, so that was kind of her passion, if you will, and to really make sure that the caregivers knew or the people, friends and family really knew um, how to best support the woman who was going through cancer. And so over that lunch, we had this an amazing conversation. And honestly, it was divine. It had to be <laughs> because <laughs> neither one of us had a clue how to start a nonprofit organization or how to run one or anything. And we just decided that this was such a huge thing. Um, my doctor had had asked me to, to reach out to some of his patients and just having that conversation with other women and giving them um, some hope and some, you know, conversation about such a hard topic. So that was my passion was that one-on-one -on -one with the woman. And so Becky and I came together that day at lunch and decided that that was what was missing was we needed to support the woman however we could as well as teach the family and friends the best way to support her as well i love that and so much of what you said resonated with me because i after my diagnosis i had a family member who went through it a few years before i did and at the time I was in the process of planning a wedding and doing all those things. And so I didn't, I didn't reach out as much as I should. And once I was diagnosed, I, I really felt that huge sense of guilt yeah. because I, I didn't do enough. And, mm -hmm. and she never faulted me for that. But once I was diagnosed, I realized that if you haven't been there, you don't know. You don't get it. You yeah. have no idea. And that's why breast friends is so necessary um, and back to the beginning of your story, actually, I love how I, I kind of made a couple notes here that cancer can bring people together. It's such an awful thing, but it's something that even you and Becky, who weren't super close, you bonded over that. And, and I love that. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's just fabulous. And a couple of things that I just, she's kind of my hero um, in so many ways in terms of being, taking this and making it into such a journey she loved to be on stage and be a motivational speaker. She wrote a book. She hosted the show with you and there's over 250 episodes that will remain live for years to come. And it, it sounds silly, but she really helped me. And I think it's a concept that you also worked on um, finding the twinkle after cancer. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, she really helped me to find my voice. I had mentioned to her that I wanted eventually to write my story and to be an advocate and to speak out. And Becky actually gave me the first opportunity to be on stage at the Breast Friends Gala in 2018. And I had only been a volunteer for the organization about five or six months. And I had never been on stage before in this capacity, but she knew that it was something that I wanted to do. So she got me up there and it inspired me and she started to mentor me and her final blessing to me was asking if I wanted to co-host this show. It came at such a time when honestly, I wasn't sure that I have had anything left to give in the cancer world, but she knew that I could do it. And I'm so sad that I was not able to co-host with her as I know that I still had so much more to learn but it really honors me that chose she chose me to carry on this opportunity, and I'm so grateful. It just I know she inspired so many. Um, and we have a short time before break, but Sharon, 
you were friends with Becky for decades. Can you share like just an amazing story of your friendship or things that went on? Oh, wow. There's so many of them. I, I guess when you were when you were first talking, I, I have to mention this because when Breast Friends was just beginning, it was very funny because we had worked together. Now, we're working full time at our corporate America job, right? But we would meet every week and, and really try hard to put together materials and, and figure out what we wanted to do and, you know, really do planning sessions and, and work hard. And a year later, we ended up at the um, uh, health expo, kind of our debut, if you will, you know, because mm -hmm, you're talk, just winging it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're talking to people and she's over here talking to her group of people and I'm over here talking to my group of people. And my soon to be husband is sitting behind us folding, you know, hot off our our home computers, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> brochures that we're passing out fast and furious just to let people know who we are and what we're doing. And he said at the end of the day, he's like, do you realize you guys are telling two different stories? <laughs> and we're like, what? How could that possibly be? And what, what we realized is because, like you said, Becky had, she loved to be on the stage. She wanted to talk to as many people as possible mm -hmm. all at one time, whether it's on the radio or, or on a big stage. And I was really more concerned about that one patient that mm -hmm. one support group, that one seminar or, or webinar I was doing, those kinds of things. It was so funny. So we really, Breast Friends became all of that because of both of our visions. It, it really was the same organization. It's just we had a different way of looking at it. So I love that. And you guys <laughs> melded it so perfectly together. And I definitely want to come back to that. But we do need to short take a short break. Remember, listeners out there, you can make a donation on our website or by texting BF Radio to 41444 to help Breast Friends continue on its mission to ensure that no woman goes through cancer alone. Stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Female cancers affect women, but women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices. By enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient, we protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A dot com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Michelle Beck, and I'm talking to Breast Friends co-founder Sharon Hennepin and executive director Allison Hancock about the late Becky Olson and how she made such a difference in the lives of so many. Before break, we had talked about Sharon and Becky's first outing, as we say, and how they were talking about completely different stories. But I love it because it really describes their personalities so well where Sharon was talking about breast friends is focusing on one, one woman at a time and one patient and being there and Becky wanting to get the word out to everybody at the same time. And I, I've only been around the breast friends community for about four years, but Sharon, you guys were friends for so long and, and coworkers and, I love the story you told us, but I know you have more. Is there anything else that comes to mind that just really personifies Becky? Oh, wait, actually, hold on. Um, We've got Bill, Becky's husband, calling in, so I would love to have him join us here for a minute. Michelle? Good morning, Bill. Thank you for joining us. And Allison and Sharon, um, I don't want to get choked up, but I can't help I want to say this to your listeners, and I hope this is, uh, podcast goes out to at least 113 countries. I was looking. When she left the program, Aaron had provided a list of 113 nations that were listening to your podcast. So the word is going out far and wide, and I hope that the listeners understand something very important. Breast Friends is a tiny organization. I work for the Salvation Army. We received a gift of $1.5 billion from one person once. It's wow. still a record in the world. And we received little gifts of 10 and $15 from hundreds of thousands of people. So we're able to do <clears throat> big things because of big gifts and many small gifts. Breast Friends is a tiny organization. If people listening right now understood, if they were to send Allison, the executive director, a gift of any size, but the bigger their heart is, the bigger the gift, the better. It helps so many people. Becky touched thousands of lives. We know this because of the emails coming in from Zimbabwe and New Zealand and from Ireland and from all over the world. But but she was able to do that because she and Sharon had a vision for helping one person at a time. And, uh, and now they can help you. So I hope, honestly, that they'll make a gift to press friends and keep this organization healthy and alive. After COVID, you guys are going to explode, not just in America, but in the world. And thank God Sharon's still living because you have a person that can still remember how this all began. Small things 
can become great things when small gifts add up to do great things. And that's what they've done. That's what you're doing now. And I'm so proud of you, Michelle, you in particular, and this organization for continuing the work that Sharon and Becky at a coffee luncheon or some small event decided we could do more with our experience. And now you are. And now more people can do more. So join Breast Friends. Breast Friends Around the Globe on Facebook is a tremendous way to get connected to people who are going through this or care about this. And you and your program, I hope they not only listen it, but share the link over and over again. And uh, I want to say God bless you all, because he is, and he will. And that's Thank really you, all I can say right now, other than you remember what Becky said all the time. There's always hope. Always hope. And we're always here to hope. find it. And we're here to help you find it. And she never, never gave up hope. And when she relinquished what she loved most doing that radio program to you, her heart all of a sudden turned towards her family. And we experienced so much love because she had so much time to focus on the people she loved. And that was her family most. But so many others she was helping till the last week of her life. Helping. And I really appreciate you guys for what you're doing. God bless you. Keep up the good work, and I'll listen every day. Every day I can find a program. Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm I'm so glad you're here. I I miss you. I miss you too, hon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bill. Ooh, that was tough, (laughs) but but good. You know, he said it so well, and I will just um, segue from what he was saying because – one of the things that that really brought Becky and I together was our belief in God and our values and what we really wanted to, you know, make a difference in the world. And we, um, I'd read this little book called, um, there's a there's a prayer in the Bible called the Prayer of Jabez. And there's a book that kind of explains it a little bit better. So our first, our a lot of our business meetings, we would we would call them business meetings, <laughs> <laughs> and and so you know it it's just it's amazing how if you have a passion around something or if you feel like something isn't right, that's when you can put your energy toward it, and for two salespeople from. <laughs> corporate America mm-hmm. to come up with the concepts we did and the and the support that we have and here we're 20 years later 21 years later almost and we're growing still and and me being retired and Becky being gone and we have left breast friends in such capable hands it's just it feels really good <laughs> well thank you Sharon and as you say, two two salespeople from Oregon trying to put all this together. It really, <laughs> it really was divine intervention because absolutely you have started this amazing organization that that will continue on, and you gave it legs, and it will it will keep on under the leadership of Allison and the team that we have in place. Everyone has such a heart and it to serve, and it came from what you and Becky started, and I just. I'm so thankful and so fortunate to have have found this organization and I hope that for years to come that I can 
channel a little bit of Becky in speaking out and being an advocate for all the women out there and the families who, who need support. And that's, that's what we're here for. Yep. You and, already are. So well, good job. Thank you. And honestly, this next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about grief, but I would just love to talk a little bit more about Becky because that's what we're here for. Um, so uh, Sharon, I'm going to bounce back to you because I, 20 years of, of sharing and so give me something good that personifies Becky. <laughs> well, uh, the first time she wanted to sing at a gala. We <laughs> have to, to, to say, I was like, oh, Lord, are you joking? Really? Do you really want to do that? <laughs> and I and I was I tried not to, you know, um, be a Debbie Downer or something. But um, I just thought it was kind of odd that she wanted to do that but you know what everyone embraced it everyone loved it and you know it was one of those things where sometimes you have to just try something to figure out if it's gonna work or not and it did work it did work for her and did work for breast friends so I was wrong on that one <laughs> and I, I've definitely had the opportunity to hear her sing and see her on stage and she's captivating. She, she just had this amazing voice and you could tell it was something she was so passionate about. Oh yeah. And she loved it. <laughs> I remember a few years ago that we also did a fundraiser where Becky um, sang in front of a swing band. Is, the, is that what it was? I was unfortunately out of town, but yeah, it was, I think it was like 17 piece band. I mean, it's a huge band. And uh, she uh, worked with them for a while and was able to sing with them. And of course, you know, she had certain uh, personal goals as we all do. Of course. Um, and that was one of them, you know, was to, to sing with the band. And so that was like, check, check on her bucket list, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she did a wonderful job and she was invited back and, you know, yes. So she, she's done um, some amazing stuff too. I actually had the opportunity to go on a road trip one time with her. She spoke all over the United States mm -hmm. and this one particular time she needed to go to, I think West Virginia was our, was our actual target um, but we flew into Pittsburgh and we drove around and we went to um, uh, Amish country and we went to uh, Gettysburg. I mean, we just had a great time. So yeah, girls trip. Yeah, exactly. So uh, as well as being co-founders of this organization and having to work together day after day after day for many, many years, we were also good friends. Friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to share that um, was, was very special as well. So, And I believe you guys have traveled internationally together. Is that correct? Oh, we did. Yes, we have. Um, so <laughs> both of us had said, you know, that we wanted to go to Italy. And one my favorite day, place in the world. Oh, mine too. Mine oh. too. I absolutely love Italy. So one day she got tired of Bill was a little resistant for some reason to go to Italy at that point. And she walked into my office one day and she goes, you want to go to Italy? I'm like, yep. <laughs> yes, I do. Thank you very much. <laughs> and literally from that particular day, 
it was like nine months later, we had, we planned our trip and we were off to Italy for a couple of weeks and it was a blast. We did like a, um, bus tour kind of thing. And we mm-hmm. just had so much fun. And then the following year, we ended up going to, um, uh, she, she got a, uh, um, a week at a 300 year old, uh, house. I don't know what cottage house, something like that in France. Oh my gosh. What an opportunity out of the middle of nowhere, but we had a week. Mm -hmm. And so again, I uh, was able to join her on that trip as well as another very good friend of hers, Gail and her and Gail's husband. So the four of us, we went to Iceland on our way. We went to Paris for a few days. We went to Bordeaux for a little while. And then we had a week in this amazing countryside house in France and did lots of little road trips, you know, every day. That is amazing. Gosh, what an opportunity. So along with everything else, we can add to her list, international traveler. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, and one more. I forgot one more. Yes, please. So then then the next year, I think it was the next year, um, Bill and Becky went to Rome for a month. Oh my, that's like, that is my dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was invited to join them for just a little while. And so I ended up taking um, a bus trip from um, Madrid through um, France and then up into, uh, up into Italy. And so then I met them. Then we took um, one of those bullet trains to Naples and we went to the Amalfi Coast, which, oh my goodness, ah, breathtaking. And yes, so we ha- we've actually <laughs> traveled quite a bit together. It's, it's really funny because cancer, as I said earlier, it brings people together. And if neither you nor Becky had had it, you wouldn't have had that relationship. And it, it, it brought you together and led you on such an amazing path in your life. And I love that. Um, Now I know both you and Becky have written books and they're very different style wise. And it's funny. It really goes back to who you are personally as you, yours is um, more of a, a, personal thriving and let's let's tell stories of individuals and Becky was I'm going to share my story to get it out there to everyone um did you have any influence did you um when she was writing her book did you help her work on that at all oh well I I think I'm the first word in her book she told me that Uh, you know, up front, she said, you know, she started her book with my name for some reason. So anyway, that was kind of funny. But, but her, she had a way of telling stories. She Mm -hmm. loves, loved to tell stories. And, and so whether she was on stage or writing for her book, or anything else that she did in life, it always included a story. And so I always loved that about her. Um, mine was definitely different in that I had started um, doing workshops and retreats called Thriving Beyond Cancer. And so it was more about kind of a life coaching kind of how do you, when you're done with this cancer journey, how do you get your life back? So mm-hmm. it was a little more um, 
I guess, educational, if you will. But I sprinkled lots of stories in there of women I'd worked with and, and had spoken with. So, Yeah, I love that. And I know, unfortunately, Becky had started to write another book, I believe, entitled Staying in the Light, which is an episode that we actually replayed last week with Dr. Shawnee Fox, and which Dr. Shawnee had said that phrase. And Becky really embraced it for the past few years of her life about staying in the light. And I hope that in some form we can see some of that eventually. Bill, if you need someone to work with, you've got me. Um, we, can, we can get that <laughs> out there because I know our listeners would love, uh, would love to, to read it, as would I. And also for those of you out there who haven't read her book, um, The Hat That Saved My Life, I cannot recommend it enough. It is funny. It is emotional. It is is poignant. And if you haven't read it and don't and prefer listening, you can actually go back on uh, the archives of Voice America and search for Storytime. And she and Bill read it together, I believe, over six episodes. And it's so wonderful because you have both of them there reading the book, talking about it. And Bill being her primary, you know, her husband, her caregiver, her support system, reading that with her, it's truly a fabulous way to listen to the book. So I cannot recommend that more. Um, it's fabulous. And yeah, all this is much better than talking about grief, I have to say. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole nother That's uh, a whole nother show. Anyway. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm still in the, you know, the, the. I think I'm in the, the depression stage of grief right now when it, when it comes to Becky. And I know eventually I will move on to acceptance, but right now I just, I just want to love, love on her and honor her. But we do need to take another break. Uh, but please stay with us. We'll be back soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com/forward/slash/voiceamerica. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to continue our mission that no woman goes through cancer alone and to keep the show going. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can text BF Radio to 41444 or visit us at breastfriends.org to donate. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon or follow us on Instagram at Breast Friends PDX. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Female cancers affect women, but women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices. By enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient, we protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A dot com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
You are tuned in to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Michelle Beck at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Michelle Beck, and joining me today are Sharon Hennepin, co-founder of Breast Friends, and Allison Hancock, our executive director. We've been talking about the amazing life and legacy of Becky Olson and just the wonderful things she's done throughout her life. And now I'd like to shift gears a little bit and focus on Breast Friends. We are a very small nonprofit, and we've lost one of our own. We support women during and after cancer every day. This is rough. It's been it's been a rough year. Um, Allison, as executive director, you took over the day-to-day running of the organization from Becky a few years ago, but I know she was still an advisor to you, and I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss in that capacity professionally and personally. But before we talk about Breast Friends, do you have a, a memory or two of your time with Becky, which really encapsulates her the best? Yes, thank you. Michelle, I've enjoyed um, hearing all the wonderful memories of Becky. And uh, one of the um, memories that I have is in 2017, when she um, had decided that she wanted to retire, uh, she took me under her wing and I moved into the same office with her and we painted it a beautiful terracotta color. She loved Italy. And so that reminded her of of her time there and uh, we just worked side by side it was great to be um, a friend and for her to be my mentor and um, I know that um, you know we we joked about how how organized I was and how um, disorganized she was on her (laughs) desk and so I always um, we always laughed and and uh, joked about that and um and I just really miss her. Yeah. Talking about Italy, it, it comes full circle. One of her favorite places. And and she made her office with you a little sanctuary. So I love that. And, uh, you know, talking about desks, back when we actually had desks at the office. One day. <laughs> right. One day soon. <laughs> one day. Um, one, one of my favorite memories about Becky in the office, because I don't have that really long history with her, was about her love for her dog, Swayze. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> anybody who knew Becky in person knew about that dog. He would come with her to the office and her, his caller would announce their arrival because we always have the doors open and welcoming. And you could just hear Swayze's tinkling, tinkling, you know, the little his caller coming in. So we knew that Becky and Swayze were coming and they were both such a ray of sunshine. And it's so fabulous. They taught Swayze to sing. And uh, Bill is a musician and he would play guitar and Becky would sing and Swayze would sing. And it was just, it was such a light. And that's something that I will always remember and cherish having those memories. Um, yes, but going, going back and talking about the office. So last week we had a staff meeting over Zoom, unfortunately, just two days after Becky passed. And for the first hour, of the meeting, we talked about her and her legacy and what she leaves behind and how much we are going to miss her. And Breast Friends is a huge part of that legacy. And I feel like while she was 
doing when when it was her and Sharon running the show Sharon was the patient person and Becky was the behind the scenes master making all of that support possible can you kind of tell us a little bit of what is involved in running a nonprofit that she did and now you're doing because that's not an easy job no, it's not. Running a nonprofit takes a lot of work, uh, a lot of hours. And um, one of the biggest things that Becky did was secure sponsorships and to make sure that the organization that the, or, that the organization was funded and that we um, had the funds to um, provide for for our program. So it takes um, the knowledge on how to put together sponsorship packets and how to tell the story of breast friends so donors will um, be impacted and want to give and support the um, mission. And so that was one of the things that Becky did. And uh, just always making sure that the office ran smoothly and that everybody had um, their role and to support the, the work of 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 the women at Breast Friends. And so, um, you know, as I said, she mentored me, she uh, supported me in, in my role as executive director. And um, it just takes a lot of work and dedication. And you would, you would never know it because Becky just, she had that, that passion and the drive and she just did what she did behind the scenes to make sure that Sharon could go out and be with the patients and, and, and support. But it, it was, it's really, and for you as well, it's an, it's an unsung hero's job. So thank you. And you've obviously, she taught you well because Breast Friends is still running seamlessly. And uh, I, I came on board as a volunteer during that transition. And I had no idea that it was transitioning because you and she both handled handled it so well. And things really haven't, haven't changed, um, you know, in in its mission and how we're able to support patients. Can you tell us a little bit about how Breast Friends is continuing on with the important work that we're doing and how we can just honor Becky with just being here and and continuing to support the women? Yes, uh, Breast Friends will continue the uh, mission of ensuring that no woman goes through a diagnosis of breast cancer alone. And uh, through through that, we have an incredible team of women who love and support the work that we do. And uh, for me, it takes an incredible team of women and staff to carry out the mission of Breast Friends. And um, we will continue to do that in regards to um, helping each woman. Uh, we, you know, as I had mentioned, uh, we do have an incredible team. Uh, we're small, but we do mighty things. I was going to say small, but mighty. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Small and mighty. And um, that legacy will continue on. We'll move forward, not only here, you know, in, in Oregon, but we're able to reach so many women through this awesome radio show that we have and uh, just carrying out that, that belief and give people hope and a purpose. I love that. And for those of you out there, if you haven't been to our website, you can go on there to breastfriends.org. And one of the first things you will see is Sharon and Becky, because even though they're, Becky is no longer with us and Sharon is retired, we, we are here honoring what they have built and carrying that mission forward. And it's so important. I know we have a couple really great events coming up and Becky will be there in spirit watching over us. Can you tell us about those? 
Yes, uh, we have two events coming up. We have our 13th annual golf tournament, uh, which has been um, a tradition for Breast Friends for many years. It's a great um, opportunity for golfers to come out and golf and support um, our cause. And also we have a new event this year. It's a summer event. We're calling it Sunday Fun Day, and it's at a winery, and we're going to have wine, brews, and bites. And it's an opportunity for people, because of COVID, we've been, you know, trapped in our homes and haven't been been able to get out. So, you know, being outdoors and being with others is going to be a great opportunity to support the work that we do at Breast Friends, to socialize, and uh, we're going to have a small auction um, as well, we're going to have food trucks, we're going to have entertainment. And so we're really looking forward to coming together again. I love that. And hopefully for, for those people out there that are getting their vaccines, they'll all be done by then. And so we'll actually feel feel safe to congregate together again, because, you know, we're not sure when these, you know, we normally do a, a gala in May and a um, we've done it in the past, a survivor luncheon in October. And not sure what's going to happen with those because the world has definitely changed. So an event like this where we can be outside and appreciate each other and, and join in and celebrating what Breast Friends does is, is going to be pretty amazing. So I love that. Um, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today? Yes, I do. Before um, I, I close, I'd like to give um, t- two things about Becky. Uh, Becky had an infectious smile, uh, and she lived her life through, through faith, hope, and perseverance. And even with all of her years of going through um, several different cancer uh, diagnoses, she led her, her life with grace. And um, one of the things that Becky has taught me is that despite the circumstances that you go through um, and that your life may bring, always remain hopeful and be present in the moment. And um, as Becky always closed the show, um, this show as there is hope and we are here to help you find it. And that's, you know, the... The best thing about Becky is that she had hope, faith, and love, and um, and I want to honor her um, in my life and to um, give that hope to others. Thank you, Allison. I that's so impactful because it really it encapsulates Becky one hundred percent. And going through five breast cancer diagnosis, uh, it would be hard to keep up hope, but it wasn't hard for her because. She she was strong in her love of God and her family and her faith, and she lived a, she lived a life that was full and passionate. And she gave back and she served and she loved. And that's something that not everyone can say. And so, I want to add just one other thing too, because it, it, it what I noticed going through all of those diagnoses with her all these years. Um, was that after the shock, you know, I mean, nobody wants to be diagnosed or re-diagnosed, but after that initial shock, she was able to look at it and figure out what can I learn from this particular diagnosis? What can I learn from this experience? And she had, I think, every kind of treatment, every kind of surgery, every kind of everything, right, when it came to breast cancer, uh, for her type, at least. Mm -hmm. And so, there were a lot of learnings. But 
more so than just the nuts and bolts of going through it is how she could fix, uh, change her life. How could, how could she move forward with even more grace that you were talking about and, and how can she pass that learning on to other people? Yeah. So important. And, Moving, moving forward with grace is, is really, it, it says so much about Becky. And one thing I, I do want to mention, we've, we've talked about Sharon being the patient person and, and Becky being the behind the scenes master, but I know she did work with patients as well. And I was able to be on a Zoom this weekend where we were talking about Becky and one of our patients, Corey, who was diagnosed 10-ish years ago, Becky really became one of her people. And Corey was freaking out about losing her hair because as we do when we're faced with chemo and Becky's like, hair is just hair. And she really helped guide Corey through that with a friendship and, and love and support. And, you know, even though she was the, the big picture, share the word, all of that, she, she definitely still had that heart to be with patients. And I know Corey is definitely not the only one out there. And uh, oh, definitely. And like I said, sharing her surgeries or, you know, sharing some Mm -hmm. bit of her journey that she could with patients. She was absolutely wonderful about um, sharing those uh, those particulars. Yes. And truly, she was also instrumental in starting our metastatic support group that we started last June. Yes. Yeah, I know she was a big part of that. She was truly a Renaissance woman, and I, I'm so fortunate to have have known her for the time that I did, and to be able to share this this message today with both of you here. Thank you so much, Sharon and Allison, for being here today. I'm so thankful to have amazing women like you in my life for guidance, and to have had Becky as a mentor. Um, I. I could not say enough about that. But for those of you out there, if you or a loved one are in need of our services, please visit www.breastfriends.org. You can make a donation on our website by texting BF Radio to 41444 to help Breast Friends continue on its mission to ensure that women do not go through cancer alone. Our show is available on many platforms, Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel, or search Breast Friends wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you would like to nominate yourself to be a guest on the show, please email me at michellebeck at breastfriends.org. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember, there is always hope. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Network. Please join Michelle Beck again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We rise by lifting each other.